Thank you, musicians and singers. Amen. It is a great joy to have Evangelist Steve Steffen with us. He did a great job this morning. Let's give him all the time he needs and give him a warm Perth welcome as he comes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good to be with you again on a Sunday night. Uh, I, feel, I feel God is going to do something uh, supernatural tonight. I uh, want to welcome all uh, those watching on live stream. Appreciate you taking the time, and uh, God's going to help us tonight. Uh, I forgot to mention this morning, I sent greetings from my pastor, uh, Pastor Daryl Elliott and the Footscray Church. Uh, God is really helping us there. We're seeing the hand of God move. Uh, some new converts, uh, really fresh. I mean, uh, it's not Nothing like new converts, amen, and uh, God has been blessing us right there in Footscray, uh, and tonight we're going to have a, a glorious night in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles tonight open to Joshua chapter 8, uh, we're going to read there in just a second. Joshua chapter 8, uh, if you brought your Bible with you, I read a quote by a man who said, God not only lets us have victory, but he also uses the defeats of life to accomplish his purposes in our lives. Let me just say this one more time. God's not only let us have victory, but he uses the defeats of life to accomplish his purposes in our lives. You know, the reality of life tonight in each of our lives, God sends victory even in the midst of defeat. You know, tonight, I want to see how you and I can find victory when we feel defeated, even when the world is crashing down around us and we can't see what good could come out of it. Beloved, this evening God can bring victory even and in spite of all the defeats that we are facing this evening. And I declare to you tonight that we serve a mighty God, a God of miracles, a God of breakthrough. And amen, God is greater than the coronavirus. In our text, the battle of Ai is a perfect example of a biblical theme that I choose to call tonight the miracle of victory in defeat. What looked like defeat, what looked like a setback, what looked like nothing right on the outset, God was able to set up victory over the enemy tonight. Let's read our text from Joshua chapter 8, starting from verse 1, if you would follow with me. Says, now the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And he commanded them saying, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city, behind the city. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. 
Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city and it will come about when they come out against us as at the first that we shall flee before them for they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city for they will say they are fleeing before us as at the first. Therefore, we will flee before them then you shall rise from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And it will be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord, you shall do, see, I have commanded you. I want to preach a sermon tonight entitled, The Miracle of Victory in Defeat. We want to look at the battle of Ai as a lesson this evening to help us uh, see some things that we need to remember uh, when we're facing difficulty, uh, when we're facing defeats. Uh, amen. And the first thing that we need to remember in those dark days, those horrible days uh, when, uh, when we can't see any hope, uh, that number one, God has a plan. Can you say amen this evening? God has a plan. When you're facing defeat, amen, it is very difficult to believe that God has a plan in the midst of all that. Can you say amen? It is very difficult to comprehend, to understand, even to accept. God, what are you doing? How many of you said that? God, what's happening? It is very difficult to comprehend that. There is anything good that's going to come out of that. Psalm 37 verse 23 says, The steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Church, I wonder what the, the average soldier in that battle line was thinking. They knew that a few days before they had faced Ai and been thoroughly defeated, and many died. It's like, oh no, here we go again. Now they were going back to the city that had defeated them. This was the first time they had been defeated in Canaan land. And listen, how many know when you've been into some trial and you go again, it's like, oh no, not again. Not again. Let's look at the New Testament example. Because in the New Testament, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus that their brother Lazarus was sick and Jesus waits around for a few days. And when Jesus arrives in Bethany, Lazarus, uh, beloved, is dead. You know, I can hear uh, the disappointment uh, in the sisters uh, as they are weeping. They say, Lord, uh, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Church, the sister had a hard time believing there was a plan in this. How I many you can't get any worse than that? Lazarus is dead. That's bad news. Can you say amen? And they couldn't comprehend, they couldn't understand what good can come out of this. You know, Martha sums it up when Jesus orders the stone to be removed from the tomb. And I like the, key, uh, the uh, King James version of it. Uh, uh, Martha said, Lord, by this time he stinketh. He stinketh. That means he smelled. Jesus, what are you doing? At least let him die, uh, you know, uh, uh, in dignity. What, what are you doing? She couldn't understand that there is a plan in here. Lord, stop it. It's very difficult to understand what God is doing. In the midst of difficulty, in the midst of struggle, 
in the midst of defeat. Here is another example. What about the disciples of Jesus? The soldiers arrested Jesus in the garden. They watched his body being whipped. He was laid on the cross and nails were driven into his hands and feet. And I'm, you know, start to think, I'm sure that they doubted that this was part of the plan. It's like, what happened, Jesus? Jesus, are you sure this is the right plan? So the question tonight is, what about us? What about you and I tonight? How bad has it gotten in your life? What circumstances are you going through this evening? What, what are you questioning God about? God, is this your plan? What's going on, Lord? Are there circumstances that seem beyond, I said beyond the reach of God's plan? Would you say like Martha, Lord, uh, my, by this time it stinketh? Lord, don't you say my finances, it really stinketh? Lord, I have no toilet paper, it stinketh. <laughs> I have no groceries, it stinketh. I don't have a job, it stinketh. My marriage. I want to encourage you this evening. Because no matter how bad things are looking, church, I declare before you this evening, God has a plan for your life and my life. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I don't know about you, I love this scripture. God, you said... God, that I can rest in you. You have a, a good future for me. I have hope in you. Especially in the dark days of our lives. You know, in Jeremiah, God is promising a time of difficulty. 70 years of exile. It is about that time of defeat that the Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you. It's like, great, thank you. I don't like that plan. But he goes on and says in verse 12 of, verse 29, of uh, uh, chapter 29, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. How many know these promises right here? It's not all bad news. God said, I've got this. I've got a plan. You know, I... 2017, I stepped into the ministry of being an evangelist, something that I've been really praying and contending for quite some time, and you know, it was such a joy. In fact, there was a mixed reaction, you're handing the church, experiencing the hand of God moving upon our church and letting it go and stepping into the unknown, but stepping into destiny. I knew that this was God's plan for my life. Rejoicing, I mean, Friday night, you, know, you, you walk with your wife and you kind of, everyone, oh, yeah, and we're excited. The following Friday, the immediate following Friday, my wife uh, goes into uh, a check with the doctor. She was feeling fatigued. She was feeling something is not right. So we said, we'll do the right thing. We go and check that. 
on first inspection, the doctor said, no, look, it's nothing, problem, it's all good, you know, um, we'll just check her anyway. And they decided to do uh, some more tests, uh, and I still remember uh, the look of the uh, doctor coming out of the, the consulting room, and he's white as a ghost, he's looking at me, he said, I am so sorry to tell you this. I said, what? He said, your wife is not going to go home. I'm like, what? He said, uh, what we've seen is very bad. She has uh, 75% blockage in her main left artery. Uh, she needs to go straight to the hospital. We're going to have a have to open heart surgery. I'm like, what? And can you imagine, here we are, we're excited, we're stepping into destiny. I'm like, God, what are you doing? I'm the evangelist. I'm the man of God. And I'm struggling to accept this. And, and you know, I'm rebuking the devil. Oh, God, I rebuke every assault of hell. It is demonic. I'm, I'm I, couldn't, I couldn't figure this one out. God, what, what are you doing? But, you know, I declare to you right now, this was the perfect plan of God. Some of you is like, what? You know, God wanted to deal with this before I started going around. God wanted to fix this because it would have been worse if I received a phone call, hi, your wife had a heart attack. It would have been worse if I was overseas and they called me, oh, you need to come back. She's an emergency. But we serve a good God, church. A God that knows what's good for us. And even in trauma, even in trials, even in hardships, God has a plan. God has a plan. And I did not figure that one out very quickly. I'm pretty slow. I mean, I wish I could do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a man of God. Yeah, yeah, God, connect the dots. I wish I could tell you that. For months, I'm struggling, asking God, how come, why, why, Lord, why? But God had a plan. Very successful operation. God provided before us the best surgeon in the country. He is the professor that teaches the surgeons. He, he, he hugs me and he said, listen, you need to be strong for your wife. Now I'm like, I'm the pastor. You're the... <laughs> he said, you have to find hope in the midst of this. I'm like, what church do you go to? Can I tell you this evening, church, that God has a plan? Even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of struggle, even when you can't see any good coming out of this. I still remember my, my wife being rolled away in that bed, amen, and she's going into the theater and I said, honey, I love you. But God had a plan. So let's look secondly this evening, because I believe tonight that God has a purpose. In the battle of AI, the retreat wasn't a mistake. It was the plan and it had a purpose. It drew the defenders out of the city where they could be totally confused and defeated church. I can hear some of the soldiers say as they're running away, I hope this works. But God had a purpose for this. It looked confusing. It looked wrong. But God had a purpose for this. Have you ever looked at your life and said, hmm, what's going on here? I declare to you, God has a purpose. 
even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of difficulties. You know, when Jesus waited two extra days to visit the dying Lazarus, he said these words, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. You know, he wanted them to know without a doubt that this was not a healing, but a resurrection. This was not just an ordinary healing. He wanted to prove to them that he had a purpose in all of that. It wasn't an accident that he delayed for two days. It wasn't an accident that he allowed that to happen. Listen, Jesus had a purpose. What about when Jesus died on that cross? I declare to you tonight, he hadn't fallen into Satan's trap. Satan had fallen into Jesus' trap. Can you say amen? On the cross, the price of my sin and your sin was paid so that the broken relationship between God and man can be mended. We wouldn't be sitting here in this place uh, this evening uh, without that cross. I wouldn't be saved in my right mind, well, sort of, <laughs> tonight if it wasn't for Jesus. He used to call me the crazy Egyptian. And they had a, a valid reason to call me that. But I thank God for the cross. I thank God for the cross. If I wasn't saved, I declare to you, if I was not saved, if I did not give my life to Christ, I would be either in jail or dead. But God had mercy over me. Church, death was defeated. Christ won because death did not hold him in the grave. Maybe, or perhaps tonight in your life, you can look back and see how what seemed disastrous in your life brought you to the place where God wanted you. I mean, God uses the rough spots in life's road to draw us closer to Him, to drive us to our knees, amen, to make us depend on Him. One commentator said, if you can't understand why things have happened the way they have. Remember, God isn't just trying to come up with a solution to your problems. He always had a plan, and that plan had a purpose. I thank God for that. I thank God that my life is not just spiraling out of control. I thank God that my life is in God's hands. He has a plan for my life. He has a purpose for my life. And he's leading me and directing me. And I'm submitting my life to that. Even, even in the midst of trial, hardships, and difficulties. God has a plan. And he has a purpose. So let's look finally this evening. God has made us a promise. If you haven't noticed, God has a plan, P. God has a purpose, another P. And God has a promise, third P. The three Ps. You know, when you feel that you're back to the wall, maybe you and I tonight, we need to remember that God made us the greatest promise of all time. 
In the very first verse that we read together, God said to Joshua, Don't be discouraged. Go up and attack Ai, for I have delivered them into your hands. Now, I don't know if you've noticed the language here. You see, he said, I have delivered. He didn't say, I will deliver. I mean, that's different. He said, the job is done. I have delivered them into your hands. This gives me great hope this evening. Jesus said to Martha, as Lazarus lay dead in the grave, your brother will rise again. I mean, can you even imagine this? Here you are, you're in a funeral. And you've got someone, he's going to rise again. He's like, what? You crazy. I'm imagining Jesus, uh, you know, telling them uh, to, to roll the stone. And here is mother, Lord, he stinketh. And I love the power and the authority of Jesus uh, looking at the grave. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And we all saw the movie, you know, Lazarus comes in. <laughs> but here is the promise of God, church. Jesus promised his disciples on at least three different occasions that although he must die, that on the third day he would rise again. He promised that. So what's the question that we have before us that we really need to answer? What promise has God made to you and I this evening? I want to focus on a promise that can be a comfort to us, especially in these difficult times, especially in these uncertain days that we're living in. Amen. Listen, you can, amen, trust in the Word of God. You can trust the promise of God that He has before us. The promise is found in Joshua 1, verse 5. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And here it is. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. I mean, thank God for that this evening. That we have a God that will take care of us. Listen, God that would help us even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of coronavirus. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even if you walk, as the psalmist says, in the valley of the shadow of death, you need to fear no evil, for he is with you. I mean, that, that brings me a bit of comfort this evening, that I'm not alone. That I'm not alone. You know, this evening, as we close, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter how impossible it seems this evening. When you can't see him or feel his presence, no matter how hard you try, can I encourage you to anchor your faith in this promise? Because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Church, we're not abandoned this evening. We're not abandoned. God is watching over our lives. God has a plan. God has a purpose. And God has a promise for you and I this evening. You know, some of you might not know my story. But I was able to share some of it with Pastor Payne 
for lunch. He, he didn't even know my story. But you know, before salvation, my wife and I got married at a very young age. I was 21, she was 18. No experience, no understanding, no maturity whatsoever. But you know, things did not work out well. We, we thought we were in love. But not even two years or just over two years, our, our marriage was broken down to the degree of separation and legally being divorced. You know, sometimes I think, you know, when you have some, you know, you have a moment with God. God, what, what, was, the, what was the purpose of that? And I'm... I'm not sure if you understand. I'm, I'm Egyptian. She's got Lebanese heritage. You know, having a Lebanese and a, an Egyptian arguing, it's like World War III, my friend. I mean, just talking to each other, people think, are you fighting? I said, no, no, I just told her I love you. It's like, well, what's wrong with that? So you have to imagine, imagine the severity of that. Listen, it wasn't, a, I don't like you. No, it wasn't like that at all. It was vocal, it was violent. Uh, you know, the door, the uh, next door neighbors uh, would call, uh, amen, the, uh, the police. Uh, uh, there's a domestic violence next door. And they would come and approach us and I lied to them. And, but you know, I started thinking, Lord, what, what was that all about? See, what happened is I was a desperate man. I was a desperate man. My wife left me when she was pregnant with our oldest son, Daniel. But because it was so bitter, because it was so violent, because it was very bad, she made a decision that you are not allowed to see your son. Now I want you to imagine this. Here I am. I, I know that I have a son by the name Daniel, but I don't know what he looks like. I mean, no, that, that really, you know, was, was really eating me on the inside. I was angry at people, angry at her, angry at God, angry at life. And listen, I was out of my mind. But I was desperate. I was desperate for relief. I was desperate for answers. 1989, I walk into the church of Footscray. Receiving a flyer in the mall, amen, I responded. I went to this church not knowing I have a Catholic background. I was an altar boy. I even showed pastor some photos and he started laughing. <laughs> I had hair back then. It's handsome. But I walk in and I'm looking at this church. There is no cross. There is no Mary. What, what, what is this? But can I tell you, that night, God did a miracle of mine. I got saved. This hard, angry young man was broken. Similar altar just like that, I was broken down. Felt the weight of the world came off my back. I got radically saved. And I started going to church. I haven't missed a service since. I'm a long timer. <laughs> but you know, the miracle is God allowed this to happen so I can get desperate so I can get saved. I mean, try and connect the dots is like crazy. But did you know that the miracle doesn't stop there? 
Two years later, after my salvation, amen, my, my ex-wife now, we legally divorced. We haven't seen each other. We haven't spoken to each other. We have, there's no contact. There's no phone calls. There is nothing. She rings me. How are you? I'm like, hi. What do you want? Cut a long story short. I invite her to church. Thinking that she's not going to come. I wasn't really that sort of evangelist back then. But she came. That was Wednesday night. The following Sunday, she walks through the doors of the Footscray Church. And she got radically saved in that service. But it doesn't stop there. You know, God wanted to complete the work that he started. Amen. She get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. God has been working on my life. And I'm like, what do I do now? We get remarried in the church in Footscray. And you have to imagine this. We invited all our friends, our family, all the Arabic people, Lebanese and Egyptians, and they're all sitting, and we're sharing our testimony, and they're kind of... (laughs) They had no clue what's going on. The reason I say this story is to confirm what I'm trying to preach tonight is that God has a plan for your life. God has a plan. God has a purpose. And God has a promise. Many people look at us, my wife and I, and they look at us, I look at these loving birds, you know. It's like God restored everything that the devil assaulted. We made a decision. We got remarried in 1993. And we made a decision that time that we would never ever talk about our past, about what happened, all the words. If you know anything about the Arabic language, it's very precise. And I was a master at it. But we made a decision never ever to talk about it again. And I declare to you until this day, right here, right tonight, we've never ever gone back and we're living the best possible married life. And we stepped into destiny, even during the difficulties of life. I don't know about you this evening. I feel that there is people here, you kind of question, God, what, I, what is your plan? How come, Lord? Can I put your mind at rest this evening? Just trust him with your life. Trust him with your difficulties. I mean, God knows what he's doing this evening. Sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes we cannot connect the dots. But I declare to you, God has a plan. Even if your eyes and your nose say, by this time it stinketh, let your faith say, God has a plan. God has a purpose. Even when your reason says, this makes no sense, let your faith say, God has a purpose. God also made us a promise. Even when your heart says, God has left me hanging, Let your faith say, God has made a promise to me. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Church, if we can just get a hold of that promise and accept it and and get a hold and lock in our heart into it, I tell you what, our lives will be transformed. We can live through difficulty. We can survive these times when we are hurt, when we're going through some, some, some horrible situations. 
we can still survive by putting our faith into the living God that loves us so much. I declare to you tonight, God can raise a miracle of victory and defeat tonight. Can you say amen? I'd like you to bow your heads this evening. Close your eyes. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Feel the presence of God tonight. Preach a simple sermon this evening, but I desire that this will encourage you. Going through what we're going through right now, we need to trust the living God that He has a plan for our lives. He has a purpose. And He's made us the greatest promise of all time that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Tonight, while every head is bowed, every eye closed, I don't know everyone here and I definitely don't know everyone in the other campuses. And as this has been live streamed, I want to bring a challenge. Maybe you came tonight as a visitor. Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you've been handed a flyer about this revival and you're sitting here tonight or you're sitting in, on live stream and you're watching this this evening. I, I wonder if your heart is right with God. Maybe tonight you can say, preacher, you know what? I believe in God. I know about God. But my, what I'm asking you this evening, do you have a relationship with Him? The truth of the matter is a lot of people believe in God, but they not living for Him. And tonight your sin, your life can judge on your destination. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. This is eternal damnation. This is hell. A place that you do not want to treat lightly or want to even go there. But you know what? I thank God that the Scripture did not finish there. It said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And tonight I declare to you, there is a gift that is available for anyone and everyone that would say, yes, I want to get my heart right. Yes, I want to repent of all the things that I've done wrong. You don't have to live in shame anymore. You don't have to live in guilt and condemnation. You don't have to live with the scars of life. You can receive the greatest miracle of all time. That is the gift of salvation. You can be assured tonight that your name is written in the book of life. That you can make heaven your home, my friend. Look around, read the news, listen to me. Jesus Christ is coming back soon. And tonight, I, I don't know everyone here. I don't know anyone that is watching live stream this evening. But I know one thing. If you would humble yourself. If you would just be honest before God. Say, God, I need you. Forgive me. I tell you that Christ won't push you away. But he will receive you. He will heal you. He will restore you. And I declare to you tonight, it takes a real man and a real woman to make a decision for God tonight. I wonder how many people this evening, under the Spirit of God, you be honest before God. You say, preacher, 
I want to give my life to Christ. I'm not right with him. You lift up your hand quickly. Right here. I see that hand, ma'am. Thank you so much. How many more tonight? Maybe you're watching on live stream this evening. Maybe you're at home watching and listening. This is the time to make a decision to honor God. This is not the time to say, I'll think about it. Let me, uh, let me just think about it. Let me worry about it. Like, listen, there is no time. What if Jesus Christ come back tonight? Church, we have no guarantee to make it home tonight. The Bible says today is a day of salvation. How many more would join this honest heart? Lift up your hand. Put it up once, put it back down quickly. Maybe on live stream, you can lift up your hands. People will see that as well. I'm going to lead you into prayer in just a minute. But respond. I urge you to respond. I urge you to be honest with yourself. What if Jesus comes tonight? Would you be ready? If you can't answer that, I urge you to respond. Maybe tonight you're backslidden. You're a backslider. You've drifted from your first love. You know everything that I spoke about tonight. But the reality is you backslid in your heart. You've gone back to your old ways. You've gone back to the life that you had before being saved. Listen, the devil will use that to take you out of the kingdom. Can I encourage you now, backslider? Why don't you come back home? Recommit your life. Come back. Recommit your life to Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand. Unsaved or backslidden tonight. Join this honest heart. Let God help you. Don't walk out of this place without the assurance of making heaven your home. This is my last call. You're not right with God or you're backslidden. Would you respond this evening by lifting up your hand? Put it up once, put it back down. I'll see that. God will see that. It will be my privilege to pray with you. Praise God. While every head is bowed, every eye closed, no one is looking around. This is a private moment. Sister, you lifted hand. Would you look at me? Did you mean that? I know you did. Would you get out of your seat? Would you come? Someone's going to come and pray with you. Amen. Would you come? Yes. Yes. Those on live stream, if you desire to give your life to Christ, I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come before you right now. And I confess that I'm a sinner. But Father, right now, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I invite you into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross and rose again on the third day. Lord, help me to live for you for the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we all stand to our feet this evening? I want to open this altar tonight and I want to encourage if God dealt with you, come and do business with God. Maybe tonight you say, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you. I trust your plans. I trust your purpose. And I receive your promise for my life. These altars are now open. Come, do business with God. Let God speak to you. Let God show you. Let God whisper into your spirit what he's trying to do in your life tonight. Oh, God, we thank you. If you're on live stream, you can do the same thing. Maybe spend some time. If you're in one of the campuses, why don't you come forward at the altar space and get a hold of God? 
If you're at home, why don't you bow your knees before God and spend a a minute or two before God. Pray, get a hold of God. Say, God, I need you. God, help me to understand your will and purpose for my life. Oh, God, we need you tonight. I declare to you, God has a plan. God has a purpose. And God has a promise for your life tonight. We're not abandoned. We're not without hope. Oh, blood of Jesus, we need you tonight. Touch hearts, touch lives this evening. Minister grace, minister hope. Oh, ribasata rebeke siriodo robusanda. She come da rebebebebebe sai. Kilalabodo robobobobosanda. Spirit of God. Touch hearts, touch lives. Lord, I pray and I come against every spirit of confusion. I break its power right now. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God tonight. Oh, God, minister. Help those, God, who are struggling. Help those, God, who are confused. God, reveal your plans. Reveal destiny tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we stand to our feet at this altar? If you finish praying, stand with me. Let's sing that song quickly. Lift your hands, lift your voices before God. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, I want to pray for some people who struggle to get a good night's sleep. Your mind just goes onto overdrive at night, worried about this, worried about that, concerned about this, concerned about that. And I'm not talking just by having a bad pizza at night. I'm talking this is a real assault against your life. You, you struggle to sleep. You toss and turn, and, 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 and it's affecting your health and affecting your mind. If that's you tonight... I believe God's going to deliver you and set you free. Is there anyone here at all tonight? If that's you, would you come forward? Maybe you can just take a couple of steps back. I want these people to come and stand here tonight. Same apply to those on live stream. Please respond and go to the front. We're going to pray for you. We're going to repeat after me. We're going to believe God for you. See, the, the devil wants to rob us from rest. The robbers want to, uh, the, the devil wants to mess with our heads and, and, and we toss and turn. Can I just say, by not sleeping, you, you don't solve the problem. I've tried that. It's like, you know, you get up more tired. But I, but I believe this is an assault from hell against, against your life, against your health, and, and it robs you from your peace. And tonight we're going to, Say, God, even in the midst of what I'm going through. That's why God will give us peace that surpasses all understanding. That means even in the midst of my trial, even in the midst of what I'm going through, the difficulties, the setbacks, all that stuff, I can still have peace in Jesus' name. 
And I'm going to believe God with you this evening to accept that peace and to believe God for peace. Amen? Amen. You ready for that? I want you to lift up your hands to heaven. I want you to repeat after me. Simple prayer of faith this evening. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come before you tonight and I'm asking you for a miracle in my life. I cast out all worry, all fear. I come against it by the blood of Jesus. I rest in your promises. I rest in your plan and your purpose in my life. Father, right now, I surrender all my struggles into your hands. Lord, that you would lead me and direct me into all that you have for my life. I claim the peace of God for my life. Your covering over my mind, my spirit, and my heart. Give me a good night's sleep, and I will give you all the glory, and I'll give you all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise this evening. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, touch them right now. By the blood of Jesus, oh God, help them. Lord, let it be right now, in the name of Jesus. Let it be a miracle, God. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, let them, God, experience the love of God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, do a miracle. Oh, let it be, God. Let it be, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what, sister? God is for you. God is for you. And there has been some struggles, and there has been some setbacks, and there has been some questioning. God, where are you? But I declare to you tonight, sis, that God sees and God is watching over your life, over your family. God wants you to know tonight that you're not forgotten, that you're not abandoned. Stay faithful to Him. Stay, stay focused on all that God wants you. Do not try and work it out with your own mind and with your own understanding. Say, God, I trust you. There has been some difficult times and God wants to help you to have that peace in your spirit and in your heart. God will take care of you and your family even during this time. Let's pray for our sister tonight. God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Spirit of God, visit our sister right now. Help her, God, to find comfort and hope. God, I pray, move on her behalf. In Jesus' name we pray. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Brother at the back, can I pray for you? Sir, yes. Can I pray for you? Is that okay? God bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. I, I really feel God wants to let you know that he's really keen on a relationship with you. I'm not sure if this is your first time here or you're, you're a regular here, but God, God wants to have a, a, a closer and a deeper relationship with you. He really wants to prove himself to you that he is God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is none like him. And I really feel that God wants tonight to have an encounter with you. And he's going to show you his plans for your life, your future. Your future is in God's hands. And you've been praying specifically for your future and future of your family. 
And I'm telling you tonight, if you would uh, uh, lift your hands to the heavens, say, God, lead me, direct me. I'm telling you, God, God will have such good plans for you if you would just trust him. The element of trust is kind of uh, a bit of a struggle. But I'm telling you, God loves you. And he wants to have a closer relationship with him. I don't know what that means to you tonight, but I really feel by the Spirit of God that God wants to help you. There's some questions, there's some confusion. And God said, I, I will clear everything. Just trust me. Does that make sense to you tonight? Can I pray for you? Would that be okay? Lift up your hands. Let's pray for our brother tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my brother. Lord, I thank you, God, for bringing him tonight. I pray the hand of God, Lord, to be upon his life. Give him clarity. Give him understanding. Help him, God, to open his heart to you. Lord, invite him. Invite you into his spirit, God. Help him and bless him, God, upon his life. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, life has never been easy. There's been a scar in your life. Scar that hurts you. Scars, life, circumstances. It's really left a scar in your spirit. And maybe as I'm preaching tonight and I'm sharing my testimony, you're thinking, yeah, that's right. What is your plan, God? Why did that happen? Why did you let that happen? Why did you let these circumstances to take place in my life? And I wish I can give you the answers tonight, but all I know that God has a plan for your life, sis. Even sometimes you can't see it. You struggle to accept it. But I'm telling you tonight, God's hand is upon your life. Are you saved? Are you born again? Okay, good. You know what? Just stay in that place, the covering of God. That's where you find refuge. That's where you find all the answers of life. Don't, don't let your spirit complain. Say, God, it's not fair. You know, life is not fair. And sometimes things happen. We might not have all the answers, but you know, when we get to heaven, it's going to be all clear to us how, how, what happened and how come and all that. But God, I think, wants to restore you. That that scar will no longer be holding you back. But you can go into the kingdom of God, rejoice, live, live happily rejoicing with all that God is doing in your life now. Don't look behind, sis. Don't look in the past and see, what was that all about? I don't know. But I declare to you, God has a plan. And maybe you're here tonight because of these things that happened to bring you into that place when you surrender before God. That's what happened with me. But I'm telling you, God wants to heal that scar from the inside out. Does that make sense to you tonight? Yeah? Can I pray for you? Would that be okay? Just lift up your hands to heaven. Church, if you'd help me out. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for my sister. God, I pray. I pray the hand of God. Lord, I pray heal her. God, heal the scars of life, of the past. Oh, God, I'm asking. Minister grace, minister mercy, God. Let it be, God, a new beginning. A new beginning of hope. A new beginning of joy. Oh, the glory of the living God to fall upon her life. God, raise up a testimony in our sister's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, the love of God is really there for you. It's really there for you. Sometimes you, you kind of struggle in that arena. Does anyone care about me? Does anyone really love me? But the love of the Father, the Heavenly Father, He looks at His children with such great love. Even when sometimes when we, when we do the wrong thing, He said, I still love you. 
And there's an element of doubt here with the love of God. You know, but I'm telling you, but I'm telling you, the love of God is your portion. He cares for you. He knows the circumstances of life. And you need to put your trust in that, that Abba Father loves me. Abba Father cares for me. And you need to be so overwhelmed by His presence in your life. He's going to give you the ability to stand strong even in the midst of trials because He loves us. He loves us. And I, I really feel that God wants to refresh your spirit and, and, and really the love of God will just cover your mind and your spirit. There, there, there will be such grace over your life. Uh, even in the midst of these struggles, even in the midst of that goes on in your mind, God wants you to know He loves you and He's interested in you. Does that make sense to you tonight? Can I pray for you? Would that be okay? Church, would you help me out? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, lift up your hands to heaven. God, Lord, show the love of God for my sister. Father, show her that you care for her so much that you protect her and you will help her, God, that you have a future and a hope for her life. God, I'm asking right now, that the Spirit of God would move, that the Spirit of God would help her, give her confidence, God, in her life. I pray, help her, God, to lift her eyes to the heavens. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. We serve a mighty God this evening. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, in any of the other campuses and you've uh, responded to this, I, we invite you to come back. Uh, amen. And uh, serve the living God. Uh, if you're online, amen. Find out where the church address is. Uh, uh, make yourself known uh, to us. Amen. We would love to pray with you and for you. Uh, uh, we're a church that only do two things well. We love God and we love people. So you're most welcome to come back. Uh, I want to thank the congregation. I want to thank Pastor Payne. Uh, it's been an amazing day. Yes, only two services, but I, I had the day of my life. I will never forget this. Uh, amen. Please pray, uh, not just for me, but for all the evangelists, that God will help us. Uh, uh, we're praying and we believe in God for this, uh, uh, this uh, time uh, of trial will pass. And it will pass in Jesus' name. Amen. And then we'll have the victory. Let's give God praise one more time as pastor comes. Praise God. We thank God for our brother's ministry. Amen. We're going to dismiss and believe God for good things. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for who you are and all that you're doing. Thank you for your faithfulness and for the blood of Jesus that gives us dominion and hope. And thank you for the, your soon coming son who is going to establish his kingdom in the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. amen. The Lord bless you tonight.